Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of 15 Minute You. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matthew Wazork. Go Blue! We are two brothers from Cleveland, coming to you from the left and the right coast to bring you everything that happened last week in college football with a preview of next week, hopefully in 15 minutes. Starting off with some sad music. Today's episode might be a downer to some folks. But Matt, let's get into Western. Their, their game made me a little bit nervous about that turnover margin that we've kept an eye on. They fumbled the ball five times against Mac rival Buffalo. But they only lost one of those fumbles. I don't know. God must have come down and said, hey, fellas, I want you to stay on top. They are still on top, tied with Washington and Old Dominion. Gentlemen, you cannot plan on divine intervention every week. Let's hold on to the ball this Saturday. But speaking of Western, shout out to the fans. College Game Day rewarded the program in their success by giving them Game Day to host, and the fans did not disappoint. The weather was absolute garbage, but the fans looked amped, and the signs were on point. Whoever held up the sign that said, Tim Allen sold cocaine here, you truly are a phenomenal American. With all that said, Matt, let's get in the top 25. All right, let's roll into the top 25. There's only one top 10 team that lost this week. That was Louisville. Louisville dropped eight spots. Yikes. Uh, they are at number 11. West Virginia also dropped nine. Utah dropped 10. LSU dropped nine. Evan, you think LSU's out for a beer run this week? In my opinion, yeah, they are out for a beer run. Thanks for coming, fellas, but need to turn around. You brought nothing from the party. Turn around, go get some beer, come back. You did pick LSU to win last week, though. I did. I did. Burned so, me. Speaking of that same game, Florida jumps eight spots uh, to number 13 after defeating LSU. Welcome back to the party. Number 18, Houston. For real or not? I think so. Um, I wish we had talked about this on Wax, but, you know, last week before... No, uh, last week before the episode, I believe it was you that said, two lost Houston, why aren't they ranked? Certainly looks like, like a much more smart comment after this week. No, a smart guy. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. We'll get to that and pick them. Wax Louisville on Thursday night in primetime. Legit or no? You didn't pick them, though. Welcome back to the party. Also, Tennessee is Defeating Missouri, 63-37. Stanford? Yeah, I heard they bring pretty sweet cheese platters to the party. Personally, I'd rather have them there than Tennessee, but, you know, I can't vote for whatever reason. Right, we can't invite everybody. Yeah. It's only, it's only 25. Rest in peace, San Diego State, Aztecs, fall to Wyoming. Uh, and the Troy Trojans were crushed by Arkansas State, 35-3 at home. That's Yikes. just embarrassing. That is embarrassing. And uh, as we indicated with the Sounds of Silence this week, you are bringing the spirit of the ghost of Christmas future, Evan. Topic number one in college football this week was? Topic number one is four players from Purdue University were suspended from the team after being accused of sexually assaulting two female Purdue students at an off-campus party. Uh, Not only is that just unfortunate to hear about and, you know, disgusting, um, it reminds me or harkens back to the situation that's been ongoing at Baylor over the last few years and the fallout from Art Bryles' tenure. Speaking of which, a couple weeks ago at Baylor before the TCU game, uh, some students were selling hashtag CAB t-shirts, that CAB standing for Coach Art Bryles. And it wasn't just one or two shirts. Like If you look up at these photos, and I'll put them on the website, there was a lot, hundreds of shirts. And then during the game, some fans held up hashtag CAB banners. Again, Coach Art Bryles showing support for a coach who knowingly let players just 
essentially run amok on campus. Chris Peterson says he called Art Bryles uh, when Sam Uwachu was transferring to Baylor and said, hey, we released him from Boise for sexual misconduct. And Bryles was like, eh, that's fine, I guess. I mean, I got to win some football games. And now now you have the Baylor fans you, like want to bring him back. I, I just find it totally disgusting. So, have, Matt, have you seen Happy Valley on Netflix? I have not. Is it a, so, it's a documentary? Penn State, Paterno. That whole, oh my God. Right, he reaches this like godlike status in which it's okay to you know, look past, you know, Sandusky's sexual assault, and, like, wherever you want to be, on like, did or not did it, where the penalty was fair or not. The, the scene that gets me the most is at the end. They go to the spirit shop, and, like, the first scene you walk in, there's, like, Paterno stand-up and, like, all these shirts, Paterno this, Paterno that. He's, like, this, like, God, which yeah. he was. Um, and they go through this whole, like, tumultuous transition where, like, Paterno gets fired because he looks past all these things. And then the last scene in the documentary, it's back, and it's all Bill O'Brien stuff. Like, yeah. Like, O'Brien's lying. Like, yeah. He, like, you're, like, building up this hero again who, like, can't fall. Um, and you continue to, like, run these situations in which we put, like, Art Browse doesn't want to be on that pedestal, I don't think. Where, like, no. you're infallible. You know, and there were a lot of things that he probably regrets about his tenure at Baylor and Wish she could take back. I think uh, looking at what we're seeing at, at Purdue, this story is like largely swept under the rug. There was one like ESPN link to it on the college football page, but not a whole lot of the stories. I mean, and you gotta like wonder like, is this like a male problem? Is this a male athlete problem? Is this a football problem? I mean, to me, it, it, it's a combination of all three. Certainly. Um, and I mean, we're so far away from a place in which this issue is um, addressed in a, in a just manner. And you can't rule out, like, the connection to money. And, I, I mean, I know, like, now that the genie's out of the bottle, it's never going back in. But the reason that these people are treated like gods and the players are treated like they can do no wrong is because they make millions of dollars for the school and, you know, there's all these boosters around that let them do essentially whatever they want. Um, right. And then you got situations like this. It's it's terrible. Yeah, and I mean, outside the lines, a different report on this, like earlier in the year about Florida State and other yeah uh, schools that you know, it's like high powered legal teams that'll just if an athlete's in trouble, like the first call is not to AD or like some kind of uh, law enforcement official, but it's to to uh, the fixer. The, the lawyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, depressing news. Hopefully, uh, just action is taken in West Lafayette. We'll see what, yeah, we'll see what happens. While we're in Hades, let's, <laughs> let's talk about who's on the hot seat. Uh, off wax, we talk a lot about uh, coaches who are on the hot seat this season. Let's go through three big jobs that probably will be open. One job that's already open. First three jobs. Is it open? Follow up. If yes, who's the replacement? For the last job, Purdue, we already know it's open. Who's the replacement? Let's start with Texas. Open or not? Open, definitely. ESPN, unnamed sources saying Strong's already been fired, although I haven't seen a confirmation of that yet. That loss sealed it, and I think he's going to be replaced by Les Miles. Why Miles? Miles is a proven coach, and he's available, and they don't really have to break the bank to go get him. And he's proven, but he's also got this like, weird stink to it where like he was fired at LSU. I think Harmon has more potential or like hasn't done as much yet that's not good for that job i definitely think texas is open speaking of lsu is lsu open um, i think so i think orgeron could have saved him or could have secured the job for sure with that with a win against florida but they dropped that game and then you know there's these reports that they're very interested in jimbo fisher coming on as a coach i i don't see that happening fisher would have a harder time 
getting to the championship, getting to the playoffs in the SEC, then at Florida State. And Florida State is success. I mean, they're ranked right now. He's having success there. I don't know why he would leave. I'm not certain who will go in it in that position. Um, dark horse pick, though, Neil Brown of Troy. Wow, is that a dark horse? Yeah. Well, so he's already he's just he's uh, came up through the South coaching system, so he's familiar with the area. An advantage in recruiting, um, a successful program right now at Troy. They, I mean, granted, they did just fall out of the top twenty-five, but they are having success. And I think you're going to have to get like you can't get Jimbo Fisher to come and risk losing to Alabama every year. You need a guy that's willing to run that risk. So a guy like Neil Brown of Troy. Two dudes that I like for that job. What about the old SEC? Coaching carousel. Is Lane Kiffin a candidate? Is Steve Sark a candidate? Same with Rubino. True. I, Sark? I don't think so. Sark needs a few more years of rehabilitation. Okay. Kiffin, maybe. Kiffin, I, maybe, yeah. I can see that. He'd be there for like five minutes, though. All right, move it to the, move it to the left coast, your coast. Yeah, best coast. Um, I think safe. I think Helfrich saved himself with that win against um, Utah this weekend. And it's not like... He's had a pattern of struggles, although this season's got awful. If it were to be open, gun to my head, Mark Klein, North Dakota State. North Dakota State. Chip Kelly doesn't come back after getting fired by the 49ers? Chip Kelly is, I don't know, has some some obsession that he's an NFL-worthy coach. I don't see it happening, but I, I, that's possible as well. Dude, in the uh, Willy Wonka land that is college football, that's definitely on the table. <laughs> Kelly coming back, coaching two defunct NFL teams. All of a sudden, wins back at Oregon. No, it's possible. It's college Purdue. football, man. Anything's possible. Last job. Purdue is open. Who's on? Purdue is open. I've read a lot. You know, ESPN posts on Reddit speculating PJ Fleck going there from Western. I don't think so. Fleck is a Midwestern guy, but he took this Western team from the basement, and he's now brought that out of the basement. Why would you take a basement job again? I understand. Like, there's some challenge to that. You know, uh, I'm going to do this, make this program great that no one else has been able to. But I don't see Fleck doing that. I think he goes to a more established program. I think this is going to go to a coordinator from like somewhere within the Big Ten, Luke Ficknell, maybe Joe Rudolph of Wisconsin, or a group of five head coach not named Fleck, Jason Campbell of Toledo. Maybe they're actually having some quiet success that no one's really talking about. I like the Luke Ficknell call a lot out of Ohio State. Mary's the interim coach in between Wrestle mm-hmm. uh, and Meyer. Uh, I think he would be strong there. I do agree. I think P.J., honestly, based on the eye test, I think if you're looking at P.J. Fleck, like, he has a lot of swagger. And I don't oh, for think sure. He, and, and West Lafayette doesn't have a lot of swagger. No. That's why I don't think he belongs here. What but, I think um, P.J. Fleck, like, if for some reason, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, Michigan State. D'Antonio? If D'Antonio, for some reason, is just like, this season sucks, I'm done, I'm retiring, P.J. Fleck is hired there the next day. But let's talk some brighter news. Let's talk about next week. Let's Thank what's on the God, yeah. Hopefully next week we can have some happier music. Let's move on to Pick'em. Folks, for those of you who score at home, uh, I am slowly breaking away from Matthew and Pick'em. He was 3-3 three and three last week to my 4-2. and two. Both got burned by the Houston-Louisville game, but to be honest, I'm not even mad about it. Matt, you mocked me off wax for saying Louisville was a pretender in the last five-minute you, and then here we are. They get hosed by Houston who is correct? Me. We both thought else you would win at home. I suppose I should have stayed with my Gators pick from earlier in the year, but in my defense, I thought home field advantage would tip it towards LSU. That's okay, though, because I was saved by big game Bob Stoops and the Sooners. Thank you, also fellas. Also an Ohio guy. Also an Ohio guy. 
right? I might actually have to get that fat head for my room. <laughs> um, but, Matt, it's rivalry week next week. In my opinion, the best week in college football. Let's get into the pick em. Uh, I'm going to go through the games where we agree real quick. Starting out, Toledo, or Western Michigan's last game. They're hosting Toledo. Both on that row of the boat. I don't see that going any other way. Auburn uh, at Alabama, the Iron Bowl. We're both picking Bama. I think Auburn's shown to be a a decent team this year, but they're not going to beat Bama. Certainly not at home. Certainly not on senior day. Notre Dame at USC. I'm not even sure why we're picking this other than it is a rivalry game. ND sucks. Uh, We're both taking the Trojans. Finally, we got Florida at hosting, or excuse me, traveling to Florida State. Uh, We're both taking the Gators. Let's hope that uh, Florida can bring us some success. But now getting into the games where we disagree, LSU's taking a trip to see A&M on the road. I'm taking A&M. You're taking LSU. I'm personally taking A&M just because LSU burned me so hard last week. I don't really see them getting it up next week. And I think uh, A&M's home field advantage will tip the scales. Next game, we got Boise going to the Air Force Academy. You're taking Boise State. That is the sensible pick. Um, not that I'm an yeah. academy grad, but it is hard for me to pick against the Air Force Academy. They do have a rather unconventional yeah. offense. Maybe that'll help carry the day, but we'll see. Getting into the final game where we disagree, the Apple Cup. Washington at Washington State. Matt, you've been saying it all year. Washington State's going to get the win. Do you want to say anything to the folks at home? Well, I just predicted it a month ago that Washington State was going to take this. Uh, I can't back down now. It's game time, right? True, true. You would look pretty silly. Now, our final game. We actually agree on this. I'm just saving it for the last because it's the best rivalry in sports. It's the best game in all of college football. We have Michigan going to Columbus for the Ohio State-Michigan game. The game. The game, as they call it. We've both taken the boys in blue. Matt, how how uh, lucky are you feeling? I'm feeling every. The southern side of me want to do bad things. But... Uh... <laughs> For the minutes in which I typed in Michigan, I backed away from that. Okay, okay. Well, go blue. Let's hope they bring that win home. Matt, up in Kalamazoo, there's a liquor store called Bottoms Up, and this week they put a sign out front. It said, ESPN is here. Act sober. Has your luck in Pick'em lately made you want to make a quick trip to Bottoms Up? No, I think I'm doing fine. I was kicking your ass earlier. I'll come back to that. Oh, well, okay. We'll see. Opportunity for three right here. Um, all right, before we close out, we got to the end of the season here, so we're going to step away from Fathead of the Week. Can I nominate some uh, Fathead Hall of Fame nominees? I think yeah. ballot, I'd love to put Bobby Petrino. There was a story from last week's Louisville-Wake Forest game where Wake Forest goes to clean up the stadium, and they find printouts of plays they've never done in actual game time that the Good Louisville Lord. set had drawn up. Good Lord. So Wake Forest goes... Wait a second. Can I get the brakes? How did you guys? How did you guys get these plays if we hadn't done them before? I mean, Bobby Petrino wouldn't do anything shady, would he? No, that's not the Bobby I know. That's not no. the Bobby I know. And then nominee number two, Chad Kelly. Chad. Out. Chad. Chad. Out. Man, Out. is this? Is there anything to do with a medicinal substance? It, it does. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I don't think he lives in a state that approved that on the ballot in November, though. No? I don't know much <laughs> about Mississippi, but I, I think, think you might be right. I don't think Mississippi was that progressive. Chad Kelly, he's moved on from DMing points, porn stars <laughs> to fighting high schoolers at a high school football game. Now he's out for the season, and then he's Snapchatting himself, rolling joints. Chad. So, Chad. 
either Bobby Petrino or Chad Kelly. Bad end of the year. Send in your picks. We'll send you the results next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Zipper, an edition of 15 Minute You. You can find us on iTunes, wherever else you find your, get your fine podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Remember, folks, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. <laughs>